Testing, testing, one, two, three, one, two, three. Oh boy, we're doing it again, aren't we? Hey everybody, it's me, Steve, duh. <laughs> um, it is Tuesday, April 9th, 10 a.m., 10 a.m., not 10 a.m. I am in Riverside, California, my hometown. Believe me, there are a lot of other places that I would rather be. But having a bit of a family emergency, and so I have been out here since Saturday, actually since Friday. This is a long story. I will fill you all in. Um, uh is it a family emergency? Would you call it that? Crisis, maybe? Yeah, it's an... Well, I'll let you decide for yourselves. Um, yes, I am... Uh, I almost didn't do a podcast this week because I have been so busy dealing with family stuff. By the way, I'm in a parking lot again. I'm in... Uh, actually I'm in my mom's car, um, because she has handicap plates <laughs> and I can park anywhere I want. Um, anyway, so I almost didn't do a podcast this week because of the following events. So it is, what's the date again? Tuesday, April 9th. I will start from the beginning. Um, a week ago, no, no, a week prior to this past Saturday, so the 6th is this past Saturday, I think it was like the 30th or the 31st of May, um, Saturday morning, my mother was walking down some stairs in her house and she fell. My mom's 78 years old. Um... And she didn't fall. When someone says they fell down the stairs, I always picture head first down the stairs, like head over heels, just straight down the stairs. She didn't do that. She fell. She was walking down the stairs and fell backwards into the stairs. So she didn't fall far. She literally just fell back on her butt on the stairs. To most people, not a big deal. She is 79, or 78, almost 79. Um, and by the way, these are three steps. They're not even, it's not even a staircase. It's three steps going down into the family room um, from the kitchen where she, she was going to go into the family room to watch TV. And she slipped, fell backwards onto her butt on the steps, Felt fine, got up, walked the rest of the way down the step, <laughs> steps, steps, um, went in the living room or family room, watched TV, felt fine all day, all day Saturday, a week, uh, the week before this past Saturday, felt fine, 
Went to bed that night. Next day, felt fine. Next day, felt fine. Was doing, going about, you know, her normal days. Uh, totally able to walk. No problems. Thursday, so it's what, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, went five days have gone by. She has felt fine. Totally normal. Thursday, she wakes up. Unbelievable pain in her hip like around her hip lower back kind of her glute you know the muscle in your butt cheek that was sore and her leg was a little sore but this was five days later five days have gone by of her feeling fine then she wakes up in absolute pain now my sister lives at home with my mom. It's kind of ridiculous, but in times like these, it's kind of a blessing. So my sister's helping out. She's getting my mom food, helping her, you know, use a walker to get to the bathroom. And, um, she's really in that much pain, but my sister's there to help. And she's usually really good with helping out when this kind of stuff happens. So it's a blessing. And, um, and luckily, we have like one or two walkers around the house uh, from when my dad was uh, injured and sick. So Thursday, you know, whatever, she's in pain. And uh, she calls me and fills me in on everything. And she says uh, she made she called the doctor. We have a family friend who's an orthopedic surgeon. He's an orthopedist. And uh, he has a practice here in town. And um, like family friend, I have I went to school with their kids from the time I was in second grade. You know, my mom and dad have known them since before I was born. Really good friends. So my mom says, uh, you know, I called Richard's office and made an appointment to go in and get x-rayed but they can't see me till next wednesday this is thursday by the way i'm like mom we're not waiting seven days for you to get an x-ray you're in excruciating pain i go did you ask to talk to richard who is a friend of the family she goes no i just made an appointment with his receptionist i go oh my god mom that's ridiculous if richard knew that you were in pain he'd have you come in right away so I got off the phone with my mom and I called uh, this friend. He was still at work, but uh, I got his wife and I, who's really good friends with my mom, and I filled her in. She's like, oh my God. She's like, yeah, that's unacceptable. And so she tells her husband. Her husband calls back and says, yeah, that's crazy. He's like, come in tomorrow. We'll get you x-rayed. He was going to be in surgery all day, performing surgeries all day, but he's like, come in and we'll have someone uh, x-ray you. I'm like, that's more like it. So Friday morning, this past Friday, I drive out here to Riverside from LA. It's about an hour and 15 minute drive, depending on traffic, sometimes a little more. And so I... um drive out, pick up my mom, have to help her use a walker to get to the stairs, 
they live in a two-story house. My mom lives in a two-story house. And she has one of those electric seats that goes up and down the stairwell, you know, like a little elevator, but you sit on it. And they got that when my dad was injured. And so um, my mom has to use a walker, get all the way over to the stairs, go down the little elevator thing, down the stairs um, to the living room, and then I have to bring the walker down and help her use the walker to get to the front door and then get to the car. It, it's a whole ordeal. It t- takes like 15, 20 minutes. It's ridiculous. She's in so much pain. She can barely use the walker. We get her, this is such a long story, but whatever, this has been my life for the past four or five days. So we go and my mom gets uh, x-rayed and she's sitting in the examining room waiting for the doctor to come in and she's fine. She's sitting still. She's in a little bit of pain. And then just before the doctor comes in, she starts to like squirm in her seat. She's like, oh my God. She's like, I'm really uncomfortable. And she's like, oh my God. She's like, I'm in a lot of pain right now. Like it just came out of nowhere. Like a muscle, it was a muscle spasm. And it was like right in her glute, like her lower back leg, like just totally spasm. And she like, just short of yelling was just like, oh my God. She's like, oh my God, I need to, I can't be sitting anymore. And I'm like, okay, well, should I get you up on this examining table so you can actually lay down? And she's like, yeah. She's like, I I just can't do this anymore. She's like, I'm in so much pain. And just then the doctor comes in, not the family friend, but a different doctor who's partners with our family, family friend. And he's like, well, what seems to be the problem? My mom's just like, I, she's like, I'm in so much, like literally was in so much pain and he's trying to ask her questions and she's like, checked out she's like just in this white haze of pain not hearing anything he's saying for like two minutes and then it just goes away and she's like sorry about that (laughs) so he's like yeah that doesn't sound good he's like let's uh let's get you in and x-ray your back and your hip so they go in do the x-rays we go back into the examining room the doctor comes in he's like well i looked at the x-rays you have the hips of a 30-year-old woman. He's like, your hips are fine. There's no broken bones. Everything looks great. Um, your back, he's like, nothing's broken. He's like, which is great news. Um, he's like, it's probably just bruised muscles and or ligaments and or tendons and, and uh, bruised and swollen. And he's like... Uh, probably just need some bed rest and so I take my mom back home I tell my sister I'm like yeah she seems to be fine um there's no there's no problems and um hold on there's like oh there's a tire store across the street they're just blasting music. I don't know if you guys can hear it, but it's driving me crazy. Anyway, so I tell my sister, I'm like, Mom, seems to be fine. They, they couldn't find anything broken or, or wrong. So uh, she just needs to rest. And uh, so my sister's like, all right, I'll, I'll watch after. And so I go back to L.A. And um, 
about seven or eight o'clock at night, I get a call from my sister and it comes up on my phone. My caller ID comes up as my parents' house. And I see that and I'm like, oh no, what, what no? And it's my sister and she's like, hey, she goes, mom fell down again using the walker to get to the, ba- actually to come back from, she went to the bathroom, was using the walker, came, was coming back made it back to the bed, was about to get into bed and fell. Like she was just getting into bed and her leg just gave out and she fell. She actually hit her lip on something and was bleeding like all over the floor. This is just insane. And I'm like, well, is she back in bed? And she's like, well, she's like, yeah, my sister couldn't lift her by herself. My sister's not the strongest person. So she called her friend her friend and her friend's son came over and they got her up and back into bed and everything was fine. I'm like, all right, call me if there's any more problems. Just make sure and watch out for her when she goes to the bathroom. Um, so I go, go to a show Friday night and I come back at about midnight, go to bed three 30 in the morning. My phone rings. And it's caller ID. It's my parents' house. And I'm like, holy shit, this isn't going to be good. And I expect it to be my sister telling me my mom fell again. I'm, my stomach is just up in my throat. I'm like terrified. And, um, so I answer the phone. It's not my sister. It's actually my mom. She's in bed. She's fine. She calls me. And she goes, your sister fell down the stairs. And I can hear my sister in the background. She's two rooms away. She's like other side of the house. I can hear her screaming like someone stabbed her. She's just like, ah, oh my God. Ah, like crazy. Sounds like she broke her femur, which is from what I understand, one of like worse than a kidney stone pain. Like that's like the worst. It sounds like she has broken her femur. She is screaming. Oh, great. Here comes a train. <laughs> um, so my mom's talking to me, and I'm just hearing this screaming and cursing in the background. Great. Do I let this train pass? Oh, cool. It's also mo- <laughs> There's a train coming by, and it's also moving four miles an hour one more honk of the horn please maybe not so my mom is in bed she can't get out and she can't get downstairs to help my sister she my mom is stuck in bed and she goes I don't know what to do your sister can't get up off the floor she's screaming I think her legs broken she goes, can you get out here? I go, mom, it's going to take me an hour to get out there. I will come out, but it's going to take me an hour. You can't let her lay there in that much pain. I go, you have to call 911. My mom's like, okay, I'll call 911. She's like, the other thing is how do we let them into the house? The doors are locked. Beth can't get up. Beth is my sister. Beth can't get up off the floor. I can't get out of bed. I can't walk. I go, let them break a window, mom. I don't care. They just need to get inside the house. 
Like if they break a window, I'll pay to get it replaced. Don't worry about that. She's like, all right. She's like, I'm going to call 911. She's like, just stay where you are. I'll let you know what happens. About 45 minutes go by. I finally get a call from my mom. She's like, all right. Paramedics came. Fire department came. They took Beth to the hospital. I go, how did they get in? My mom goes, well, I used the walker. Got to the top of the stairs. Used the electric seat. She's like, I ha- there's like a table in the entry hall by the front door. She's like, I just held onto the table and shuffled over and opened the door and let them in. I'm like, Jesus Christ. So, um, my mom got, my mom's like, so they got her out of here. They helped me back upstairs and got in, into bed. She's like, I'm fine now. She goes, don't come out. She goes, just stay there. She's like, I'll call you in the morning when I've, hear what's happening with your sister so the next day around 10 or 11 I get a call from my mom my sister's in the hospital she is luckily didn't break anything I don't know what's with the women in my family having strong bones by the way my sister didn't fall down the steps she was getting up to go to the bathroom and she fell up this up the stairs my mom fell down my sister (laughs) fell up when my mom calls, apparently my sister has dislocated her knee. Like her kneecap, her patella, like she fell and hit it and it slid off to the side, which apparently is very painful. And um, she's in the hospital. They're going to have to put her to sleep, not kill her. <laughs> they got to put her, give her anesthetic to put her to sleep while they pop her knee back into place. I'm like, that sounds simple. Okay. And so I drive out. I'm like, well, my sister's in the hospital. My mom's home alone. I got to drive out there. So I drive out to my mom's house and turns out my sister is in the hospital. She's still in the hospital. It's three days later. And, um, apparently because of her medical insurance, and I'm not sure what she has, for her to qualify to go to a physical therapy center, like a rehab center, to get her knee mobile again, she has to be in the hospital for three days. So technically, she probably could have come out that first or second day, um, but she wouldn't qualify for physical therapy. I don't know what it is, something about her Medicare or whatever, whatever she has. And so they kept her in the hospital until today, they're letting her out today, and then she's going, my sister's going to a rehab center to just do physical therapy. I don't know how long that's going to take, but that's just another, you know, few days, at least, of my sister being away from my mother. And so my mother's been at home since Saturday morning alone. Not alone, I've been at the house. I've been in Riverside sleeping in my childhood bedroom. All I do all day is sit in a chair beside my mom's bed, asking her if she needs anything, watching TV with her, uh, bringing her food. um, And then really when she has to go to the bathroom, that's really what I'm there really needed for getting her food. And also, um, 
she uses the walker to go to the bathroom and I walk behind her just to catch her if she falls, make sure she gets onto the toilet and then I leave the room and then when she's done I go back and make sure she can get back to the bed. It's fucking crazy. I'm literally just doing that and then driving, making sure she's okay, fed, gone to the bathroom, and then I go to the goddamn hospital to sit and hang out with my sister for a while. It is, this has been my, (laughs) this has been what I've been doing since Saturday. Uh, And it's now Tuesday. So I was not able to interview anybody for this podcast because I'm going back and forth between two uh, people who can't walk. (laughs) And uh, my sister, who's bonkers, won't eat the hospital food. She hates it. So I go there. I bring her food, fast food. My sister just wants fast food. She just wants junk food. So I'm just bringing her that, hanging out with her for a while, and then uh, going back, bringing my mom food, watching TV with her. And so I haven't been home in a few days. Um, my the bed in my well, I'm not. It's my childhood bedroom, but it's now a guest room. It doesn't look anything like my childhood bedroom. There's no pictures, posters on the like nothing. It looks like just a regular guest generic guest room um so the frustrating thing is though my mom does not seem to be getting much better it's now been so she woke up last thursday in excruciating pain we're now tuesday so that's thursday friday saturday sunday monday this is the sixth day of her just for having no broken bones, and if it's just sore muscles, she's really healing slowly. Um, although last night and today, I watched her use the walker to get to the bathroom, and she was a lot more mobile. She used it a lot better, faster. But I'm still afraid to leave her home alone. Although, you know... I'm sleeping there at night. I told her, you know, I guess (laughs) you have a phone by your bed. I have my cell phone with me. The ringer is on. If you need help in the middle of the night, just call me. I'll come down. I'll help you get to the bathroom. Since Saturday, she's been going to the bathroom at night by herself and has been fine. Um, And I keep telling her, I go, look, if you're unsure, (laughs) just call me. I will come down and help you get to the bathroom. But it's frustrating. And she, when she had the x-rays, the doctor at the hospital was like, he's like, I'm, he's like, I'm pretty sure I can get you physical therapy. Um, your insurance covers it as long as I okay it. And he's like, and I don't see why there's any reason I shouldn't. He's like, he's like, I'll get someone to come out to your house and help you, you know, get your legs mobile again. So... Apparently Saturday, um, somebody called and was, or no, Sunday morning, someone called from the hospital and was like, Hey, this is, I'm a physical therapist. I'm going to come out today and see if, uh, you know, I was going to see if you wanted me to come out today and help you get up. And my mom was like, no, I didn't know this by the way. I found out later that my mom told the physical therapist to come on Wednesday. 
I'm like, fuck, mom, what are you doing? They're, they're getting, they're supposed to come here so you don't have to be in this kind of shape anymore. Why would you just put it off till Wednesday? So I don't know what that's about. I think she's just nervous and scared of being in pain, which I kind of get. But also I'm like, you want to, you want to be independent. You know, you want to be able to go to the bathroom without a walker. You want to be able to get back downstairs and get, get food. Um, because there's going to be some days when I can't be here. I'm literally, I'm going to Austin in two weeks and, uh, and I'm going to be gone for a week. So I'm like, mom, you got to be mobile <laughs> in two weeks. I go, my sister, I'm sure will be fine in two weeks. Um, she says she's not in any pain at all in her knee. So I think she's just milking. I think she, I actually know for a fact, my sister loves the attention at the hospital. She loves people coming in and waiting on her. I think because she's been helping my mom so much, I think she thinks it's nice to have somebody waiting on her, which I get. So, um, but I don't think she's in that much pain. Um, Granted, her knee is in a splint, so I don't think she's been moving it that much. But they have been having come, somebody come in the past couple of days and forcing her to get up and walk around the room with a walker, and she's doing fine. So hopefully in two weeks, definitely in two weeks, my sister will be back in the house. Hopefully she'll be good enough to help out. But this is just, I, I keep telling my friends, I'm like, I honestly do not know what to do. This is, there's shit in life that nobody prepares you for. You know, obviously no one prepares you for the death of a parent. Um, you know, I, which I went through three and a half years ago. Um, the only way you learn how to deal with that is by going through it. So I went through it with my dad, you know, I'm sure I'm a little more, uh, able to deal with it, you know, whenever the time comes with my mom, which hopefully, hopefully isn't for a long time, but it's also been weird, you know, like there's nobody, like my sister's in the hospital, my mom is in pain and I am like the only family like in like in Southern California now to help. Like my brother is in town. But my brother's a fucking asshole who this is a long story I've never talked about, but I don't care anymore because my brother's a piece of shit. He's acting like a piece of shit at least. Um, after my dad died, my brother basically just disowned my mom. He stopped talking to my mom. He stopped returning her calls, emails, Nobody knows why he used the excuse of, I think it was two Thanksgivings ago, we were all over at his house and my mom made a snarky remark about the food that he had for Thanksgiving. And he used that as his fucking excuse to, I'm really unloading on this podcast by the way, but he wrote a really long email a few days after Thanksgiving saying how his feelings were hurt <clears throat> about her snarky remark about his Thanksgiving dinner, which by the way, he didn't make, he bought a fucking Thanksgiving dinner from, you know, Bristol farms or something. So she's not insulting his food. 
She's insulting Bristol Farms food. Um, that was the excuse that he's basically used to disown his fucking mother. Um, I could go off for a long time saying a lot of shit about him, but I, I will refrain. Leaving it at, um, I'm the only one in, in, in the state now that can really help. I mean, we have a few family members, but they've got their own shit going on, like cousins and stuff. So it's really weird. I'm like now just like having to make decisions and I don't know how to do that. I don't know anything about medical care and insurance and what's covered and how to take care of my mom when she's in physical pain, you know? I mean, she's not like, she doesn't have a disease or anything, but I'm like, at what point do I say, you need, I mean, do I say you need to be in a hospital? Because there appears to be no broken bones. I mean, obviously there aren't. So literally they don't, nobody prepares you for this shit. And I know my story is not, um, uh, you know, it's nothing out of the ordinary. Thousands of people go through it. Millions of people go through this kind of shit where, Someone in the family gets sick and then you have to fucking deal with it and, and figure it out. I'm trying to, I've been trying to figure this shit out, you know? Um, but I think my mom's also now sick enough of being, uh, laid up in bed. It's starting to <laughs> get on her nerves. Um, so, you know, when the physical therapist comes out tomorrow, Hopefully they'll be able to say, yeah, I think you should probably be in the hospital or get some more x-rays because I think her leg, I think there's a problem with her leg and they didn't x-ray her leg, which I really wish they would have. Um, so I don't know. I feel very, uh, underqualified. That's the word I've been looking for. I am underqualified. I know nothing. I am a comedian. I could sit and tell my mom jokes all day, make her laugh, but <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know uh, what to do. Like, I call any of my friends, they're like, Jesus, fuck, sorry. I don't My, I have some great friends who have all offered to come out and help. I'm like, I don't know what you would do. <laughs> I've got the food and bathroom stuff covered. I don't, there's really nothing for you to do, but I appreciate the help. I have awesome friends. I appreciate it, but uh, I've, I've bitched and complained for 30 whole minutes. Um, yeah, so my sister, who's a little unreasonable, called the house at 7.30 this morning told my mom Steven needs to be at the hospital at 9 a.m. The uh, the staff is doing their rounds and they will be coming by the room. They're, you know, releasing me today to uh, the rehab facility. Steven needs to be here to find out what to do at 9 a.m. My mom's like, what? She's like, why can't you just relay to us what they say? My sister's like, he just has to be here at night. Like losing her shit. My sister can be very unreasonable and quick-tempered. 
And uh, so I drive down to the hospital. Luckily, the hospital is very close to my my, my mom's house. Uh, I drive down 8.45. It's, you know, my sister called at 7.30. I get there at 8.45. Walk into her room. She is sound asleep, snoring. I sit in this chair beside her bed. I don't want to wake her because I don't want to <laughs> listen to her yell. Not yell, but like be unreasonable. And let's face it, everyone's happier when you're asleep. <laughs> so I just sit there. Nine o'clock comes. Nobody comes in the room. Uh, 9.40 comes, and I'm just like, I'm out of here. I just, just like, I knew I didn't need to be here. So, uh, yeah. So I left the hospital, grabbed uh, my recording gear, and now I'm just sitting in a, I'm sitting in a mall parking lot. <laughs> I had to find a place with shade. Luckily, it's only yesterday here in Riverside, California, it was 90 freaking degrees. It was so goddamn hot. Today, currently it's six, oh no, it's 72 degrees. Supposed to get up to 79. A lot better than uh, 90. I'll take it. So I just had to find a shady place here at this mall. It's a, like a one-level mall. There's no like parking garages. It's just all flat. So I just had to find the, the biggest building in the <laughs> in the in the area and park behind it in the shade. Um, so yeah, that's my, uh, situation trying to a figure out, um, what to do about my mother, how to get my, my main concern right now is getting my mother walking on her own power without a walker. Um, and it seems like it would be, I don't understand what is going on. Hopefully next week's episode, I will um, have a lot more info on what's going on, her condition. It, it just seems strange to me that they're like, there's nothing broken. It's probably just swelling and uh, bruised. Just uh, give it some rest. And then you rest for five more days and you're just barely getting better. She is a little bit better. I will say that. I watched her scoot to the bathroom under her own power. I just sat on the other side of the room and watched her get up, use the walker. She seemed to be using it a lot better. And it's also, I, I got, I bought this walker for my dad back when he was sick. Um, but it's one of those walkers that's like, it's four wheels it's got brakes, so it doesn't slip out from under you if you need to put the brakes on. <laughs> it's got four wheels, but it's also in the center of the walker, there's a, a little seat. So if you're scooting somewhere and walking somewhere and you get tired, you can just turn around and sit down on the walker. So I had that one put up in my mom's room, and after she felt, you know, trying to go to the bathroom Friday night, I said, use this walker, because they had a regular walker up there. I switched them out. I said, use this walker. I go, if you have to, it's got four wheels. 
just sit on it and scoot backwards to the bathroom. And you're not going to fall that way. My only worry is you worry is you getting up and just getting onto the walker and then getting back to bed. This is so crazy, you guys. And I know people deal with far worse cancer, strokes. Um, I'm happy. My mom's still keeping a fairly good disposition. Like I'll be in the room when she'll call, you know, one of our, she called my aunt, my mom called her sister who lives in Idaho. So that's, doesn't help that she lives in Idaho, but my mom, mom called her. I talked to her. My mom called, my mom's joking around. And so she seems in good spirits. Luckily that's, I think that's also really important to just try and stay positive when you're in such a shitty situation like this. I know even when I'm in like in the hospital, like when I'm there for kidney stones, I'm always trying to make everyone else more comfortable. So even if I'm not doing really well, a thing I'll do is like just tell jokes to the nurses and the staff. Just I want to make them laugh to put them at ease because I think it makes me feel more at ease when the staff isn't as serious dour um, so maybe my mom's just doing that for my sake but she seems to be in pretty good spirits um, uh, <clears throat> uh, what else I feel fine my vertigo has actually been fairly decent I think part of that is I'm focused on somebody else other than myself um, maybe my vertigo is bad, but I'm just not noticing it because I'm more focused on my mom and my sister. Um, yeah, I'm sure after all this is done, I'll probably have a severe anxiety attack and just really get really bad vertigo and won't be able to stand up for a day. But, um, I'm starting to feel a little bit, you know more in the groove with dealing with this and getting food like it's becoming more of a pattern and <clears throat> I'm able to just do it Sunday night I had a show I had a show in Hollywood and I had to leave my mom I left here at Riverside left my mom I got her a bunch of food put it on a tray by her bed drinks water everything Made sure she got to the bathroom before I left. And I said, okay, I have to go to Hollywood. I'm doing a show. Um, tickets were sold, you know, with my name on it. So I, I can't back out of it. I have to go to this show, but I will come right back after the show. This was Sunday night. And um, so I drive away. I, I'm pulling out of the driveway, driving to L.A. And I am I just start fucking bawling just really start losing my shit. I'm crying. And I think part of it is this, this is very triggering, like dealing with a parent who's bedridden because this is how it was with my dad when he died. It started with him being bedridden. Granted, he couldn't even get up and use a walker to get to the bathroom. He was so bad. Um, but just seeing my mom in bed and in pain, it's very, it, it, 
there's similarities. So it's very triggering. And so I just keep having memories of my dad being sick and in the same uh, position. And so Sunday, as I'm driving away, I'm like, should I be leaving? I'm like, this feels fucking wrong. And, you know, and, you know, granted, my mom is able (laughs) to get to the bathroom now and she has everything she needs upstairs to last for a few hours. Well, she had, I left her enough shit upstairs <laughs> to like, if I got in a car accident and died, she could have lived for <laughs> probably four days on what I left up on her bed. Um, sorry, I'm having horrible allergies. Um, this spring is brutal from all the rain. And uh, yeah, so I was just uh, a wreck. You know, I was going to call a friend, a friend of mine to talk to him on the way, drive out there. But like, I was crying too much. I was like, I can't talk to anybody right now. This is just ridiculous. But it's, um, I'm getting more used to it now, which is weird. I don't kind of don't, you don't want to be used to you. Eh, yeah. My mom's bedridden. I'm used to it. You just, you want to kind of keep, not be used to it and keep striving to, get them out of bed and on their feet and healthier. So I don't know. Um, let's see. It's been 40 minutes. Let me check the emails. If any of you have, uh, advice, drop me a line at no docs podcast, gmail.com. That's N-O-D-O-C-S podcast at gmail.com. Because I'm flying by the seat of my pants. I'm sure there are people out there who've dealt with similar shit. Um, uh, yeah, and, and when, when I was at the, actually at that show Sunday night, one of the people who was on the show with me was like, I think your mom's insurance probably will pay to have uh, a nurse come out to the house like a couple times a week or, you know, you get like 16 hours of, you know, bedside service at your house with certain medicine, um, medical insurance, which I didn't know about. Sure enough, my mom called yesterday and... And it looks like, you know, if my mom qualifies to have a physical therapist come out, um, it looks like she also qualifies to have, like, a nurse come out. So we're going to look into that today, and um, that would be great. That would be helpful. Um, but it also helps have when you have a nurse come out to actually know what your problem is. It's hard to just be like, hi, uh, m- my hip hurts, but it's not broken. What do we do? Um, let's see. Um, I just wish I didn't have, I have just a whole slew of bracelets on my hand from you go to the hospital and they give you colored bracelet just like you're going into a rock show or something to get you up onto the floor to uh, see your relative or whatever 
I've just left them all on. <laughs> it's like Saturday, it's a red bracelet. Sunday, it's a blue bracelet. Monday, it was a gray bracelet. Today, it's a turquoise bracelet. I look like a club kid. <laughs> oh, man, I really want to know. I'd love to know anybody out there who's dislocated a knee what the recovery time was. Because literally, she didn't have to have any surgery. I mean, they did put her to sleep, but it was just so they could pop the knee back into place. And it fits right back into place. It's like dislocating a shoulder. They just pop it back in. You know, I've dislocated my shoulder. The first time it was really rough, but I dislocated a bunch of times afterwards and got to the point where I could make it go in by itself and then be fine. A little sore. So I'm very curious to know what's going to be happening with my sister. How soon it'll be before she can go up and down stairs in the house and walk, and even if it's just with a cane or crutches or something. Oh, Jesus Christ. What's going to happen? All right, guys. Actually, I'm going to call it here. I gotta get back, to get my mom some breakfast. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know what else to say. I really don't. I am so. This has been so draining. I don't sleep well at night because. I feel like I need to be awake in case my mom gets up and tries to go to the bathroom by herself and falls. I need to be able to hear if she calls out to me. So I've been sleeping really, really shitty. Um, like just off and on. Um, so that's probably going to catch up to me at some point. Um, all right. I got to go back home. I got to take care of my mom. I got to get this podcast uploaded. Um, thanks for listening to me literally just vent for 45 minutes, you guys. Um, really appreciate it. And, um, yeah, if you've had any similar uh, situations, please send an email to nodocspodcast at gmail.com. I am open to any ideas. Um, you can also leave comments on the um, Instagram page. Um, but yeah, I'm open to hear anything. Thank you for listening. I got to go. <laughs> Have a great weekend, uh, week, etc. Stay safe. Use those hand railings going up and down stairs, you guys. <laughs> All right, take care. Bye. Star Bands Audio, a, podca <clears throat> a podcast network.